Hey guys, JG here. I just want to take a minute to thank you for downloading this podcast. And remember to come back every Monday for new episodes of Obscurities of the Silver Screen on our new home anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back, back streets, back, all right! Yeah, we're back. Yeah! <laughs> it's been a while. Um, that's a terrible opening. <laughs> okay. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 50 of Obscurities of the Silver Screen. I am JG. That is Remy Gray. Remy, how are you? I'm good. Um, five zero. Five zero. That's a lot Took of us a while to get here. Yeah. Took us a while to get here, especially mm. since we started the show in 2018, and we're just <laughs> now, three years later, getting to episode 50. Yeah, you know. Um, hey, it is what it is. It happens. There was a whole um, pandemic. <laughs> there was a whole pandemic, and there still is a pandemic going on. Um, hope you're all staying safe, and... Uh, if you are getting the vaccine, well, you should be getting the vaccine, but if you're eligible to get it, I hope you're getting it as soon as possible. Um, yeah, anyway, so for episode 50, we uh, had a special movie that was recommended to us by a dear friend of mine named Dean Bahar. You may have seen him in Basketball. Uh, you may have seen him in Orgasmo. You will be seeing him in uh, Nightmare Alley, the new Quentin Tarantino movie coming out, uh, I think, this year. Ooh. Um, yeah. And Dean, uh, he, he gave me this film uh, called uh, Night of the Demon from 1957. It is directed by uh, a man named Jacques Tourneur. Ooh. Tourneur. Tourneur. Let me see that shit. It's like T-O-U-R-N-E-U-R. Tourneur. 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 Jacques Tourneur. Jacques Tourneur. I always think of that. Every time I hear the name Jacques, I think of that joke. There's a joke in the producers, the uh, musical version, where it's right. like they're calling in the actors to who, to audition, and they're like, Jacques Lapédieu. Jacques Lapédieu. And then another guy looks at them card and goes like, and the first guy goes, Jack Lapidus. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much. Um, all it's right, the Night of the Demon. Night of the Demon. Night of the Demon. <laughs> Night of the Demon. It stars Dana Andrews, Peggy Cummins, N- uh, Niall McGuinness, Maurice Denham, and a bunch of other people. And uh, I gotta say right off the bat, this movie rocked. It's, I know that I always open with, I, I love this movie. It was the best one that we've seen so far. No, but this one actually was... Like, I am going to go out and buy this for myself. It was incredible. I'm glad I own it. Yeah, fantastic film. It has, like, that B-movie flavor to it, but, but it like, is so well-written. Yeah, the it, writing of it, the, the 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 even the execution of it is so much better than B-movie. Like, you know, because when you look at the, the, the cover of the boxing, like, this is has B-movie written all over it, and the name, the title of the movie has B-movie written all over it. Even when you slip it into the fucking player, um, the image that pops up, you know, on the screen that says, like, menu yeah play, uh, it's like features. very like you know low grade pixely version of you know the image that they kind of just slapped together for the dvd case yeah but no the this movie was a lot more well thought out than b movies are not not yeah. to disparage we love b movies we love a good b movie right but but this had something like the story was it, so solid there's something comical about a lot of b movies right this movie we we didn't really laugh at anything in this movie. I don't think I laughed at what... Well, I did make, like, a, some dude said something that sounded like Mrs. Butterworth, so yeah. I was thinking he's just I mean, guzzling. we make jokes just to, like, because we like to entertain ourselves, because we think we're just so damn funny. <laughs> right. Um, we're the best. We're the best at this. But, like, this... There wasn't anything to be like that we were like, ha, 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 that's just crazy stupid, you know, or something like that, you know, like right. Killer Bean Forever or something like that, where it's like, oh my... Actually, Killer Bean Forever was kind of awesome, it, though. It was, it was okay. Um... But there were, there were, there were, like, not like most of the movies we watch where we're just like, okay, that was hilarious, like, in an ironic way, you know, or something like that. But this was just solid, gripping. Uh, we only have one criticism of it, and we'll get to that criticism. I, I think, think we at should the save end, it to the end, yeah. At the end, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about the criticism, but we really only have one major criticism with this movie. Um, but and it seems like that, something that, like, the actors were also yeah, wanting as, as, we, well. as we As we searched into it, it was kind of like, oh, 
we're right. Yeah. Because everybody like the movie else... would have been better just without one tiny thing and then... Yeah. yeah. A little tidbit just to keep you guys, you know, in suspense. The producer screwed something up, and so we'll get to that later. Um, but let's let's get into it. This is Night of the Demon, ladies and gentlemen. It's an amazing, it's an amazing mystery, cultist, murder story. Strap yourself in. I am strapped. I am a strapping. So it freaking opens. Strap on. <laughs> I... I'm strapping on uh, the beginning of the show. So it opens with Stonehenge. And um, there's like a little narration voiceover talking about like evil magic that man uses. And uh, they've used Stonehenge and its ancient runes to uh, summon demons and cults and stuff. And it it exists uh, till this day in like secrecy. Yeah. And really cool music then, and like the cool, like awesome, like B movie titles and whatnot. Because like when it started out, go like, okay, awesome, we get all the B movie stuff going on with the wiggly letters that yeah. show up, and then it goes Night of the Demon. Yeah, and it's we like, should oh, note this yeah. is a this is a British film, which kind of makes sense in like how the the execution of this because it has even though Hitchcock wouldn't make a movie like this, like in term like it's you know with like demons and like you know and supernatural stuff, it's very Hitchcock like. Yeah. yeah, it's very Hitchcock like. Um, but yeah, so it has like the great the great opening titles and whatnot, and you know the the music and everything. It's just yeah, it's great. I love that stuff. Um, and then we're introduced to a Professor Harrington, who is like banging on a door of this mansion, he's, he's, and it's, he's, it's like driving. Raining. He's yeah. driving through the woods. It's sort of in like a heated panic, and it's like and raining. it's raining. It's, a and dark, it's dark and stormy night. Yeah, it starts off like it starts off in a classic way, you know. And, yeah, and and uh, he he's pulls he's, up to a mansion in a panic. Yeah, and he's like, I must. And he 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 knocks on the door and a, and a lady opens it and he says I must see Mister uh, Mister Carswell, and like well Mister Carswell isn't receiving people right now. I was like no I must see him right now. So he so there he's let in and he meets Mister Carswell. Yeah yeah because uh, the lady of the house or whatever is still just being like oh he's not home. He just shows up and he's like what is it? <laughs> yeah he's like what what do you want? I like, uh, oh, let him in. Given Mister Carswell has this amazing look to him. He's got like this classic evil magician goatee. Yeah. Where it's like just on the bottom, but does that like devil point. Definitely. And he's got like this receding hairline that kind of has he just looks evil. Yeah. And it's, it's like great. right out of the gate. They're they're not mincing words. Like, yeah, this is the bad guy. Yeah. We're, you know, we're not gonna hide it. He's the bad guy of the movie. Um, which I love yeah. right away. Just like set up, like, yep, bad guy. Um, and they're talking about something very secretive, and we don't know what. And Harrington just says, "You have to call it off." Mm-hmm. And Carswell is like, "No, I'm not going to call it off. Like you, you wanted me to do this. I'm going to do it." And he's like, "No, you have to call it off." So Carswell's like, "Fine, I'll do it." Carswell also mentions that he doesn't want to call it off because of his followers. Yes. And I was like, "Ooh, okay." Um. <clears throat> so he called. He says, "Okay, I'll call it off." Uh, and 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 um, Harrington also mentions something, saying like. I, I don't want a part of this anymore. The runic symbols burned up in my hands. I'll tell the press anything that you want. I just don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I've got it handled. I've got it handled, just, yeah. Just go home. So Harrington leaves. And while as Harrington is driving away in his car, um, there a cloud of smoke appears. And then all of a sudden out of that smoke, this awesome, awesome-looking demon just appears out of nowhere. It's it's like practical effects, almost like a marionette that I imagine that they enlarge. I'm sure it's like stop motion or something like that, you know. No, because it had such fluid motion. I think that it was straight up like a puppet that they filmed or Could've something. Been. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Um, but it looks amazing and terrifying. It's got it, it reminds me of the um uh Pazuzu statue from Exorcist. Yeah. Where it has like the wings uh and like this weird head and it's like hairy but also like wet yeah and you see like a, a a very uh truthful adaptation to satanic uh depictions of the devil totally it's like a baphomet or yeah. something yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah so he sees this shit so he freaks out slaps his car into reverse and it's like right as he's arriving to his own house um no i think this is still in the woods somewhere Right? Yeah, it's still in the woods somewhere. Because okay. then he yeah, he backs up his car and then he smashes into a, a telephone pole. Right. And the telephone pole falls off his car. And he's like, shit, you know. So he like gets out of his car, uh, gets tangled up in the electric wires. Somehow doesn't get electrocuted from that, but you know, it's fine. I mean, he falls over. You see him like twitch a little bit. Yeah. I, I imagine he got some volts. 
got got those good volts. <laughs> he got them volts. <laughs> he got them volts. <laughs> what are volts? Um, and then uh, he turns around and he looks up, and then the monster descends on him. And that is the last we see of Harrington. Freaking awesome. Just a great opening. I just love that. And then so cut much. back to the mansion and Carswell like has this has this uh this publication like a, it's a newspaper and he throws it into the fire and the headline reads Carswell Devil Cult Expose Promised at Scientists Convention. She's like, Oh, okay. So now we get it set up. It's like, okay, this guy Carswell, he runs a cult. Yeah. You know, and they worship the devil or whatnot, you know. So it's like awesome. I will say the one thing about this, what I love about this era of of movies, like especially like monster movies or like you know um, B movies and whatnot, um, is that they always treat scientists as like, oh yes, they deal with you know the supernatural all the time. <laughs> right. um, now here, like they have like you know a the the main character is a psychologist and he's trying to debunk you know these things. You know, which is different than like, you know, trying like Van Helsing trying to, you know, fight against. Right. Where you know. he's like still based in like religion or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're about to be introduced to the main to character. To our main character. So, American psychologist John Holden is on an airplane. And he's trying to get some shut eye. Trying to get some shut eye. He's so, struggling. To, he's trying every which way. He's like, you know, shuffling around and switching sides. And I have to say, because a uh, line is about to happen in the film. I love the era <laughs> that this was made in. Yes. Just because it goes to show like how much time has, you know, things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like the good old days. Yeah. Because um he's like rustling and he's trying to like let his seat back, but it keeps hitting this, you know, uh like fold down board that this woman behind him has up and she has a light on, uh, uh like yeah. a headlight or whatever, overhead light, and she's like writing stuff down in a journal. So he's like trying to get back and now the lights in his eyes and stuff like that. So then the stewardess shows up and he's like, um, excuse me, miss. Uh, do you have, do you have something to cover my eyes? Do you have like um, an eye mask? Like, like a, can yeah, I get an eye, mask? eye mask. And she goes, no, I do not. Would you like a pill? <laughs> and I was just like, fuck, we don't have a cloth to put over your face, but we do have drugs. Have <laughs> so, Sounds like, like my kind of airplane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, no, no, thank you. It's like, fine, whatever. <laughs> or yeah, maybe he fucking takes yeah. it, <laughs> knocks himself out for the entire flight. <laughs> and then uh, he keeps trying to lean his seat back, and the lady behind him is like, "Excuse me, sir, I need to get up or whatnot," you know. And he's like, "Fine, fine, fine," you know. And she goes to the stewardess and be like, "Hey, can I move seats because I'm bothering the guy in front of me?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is very polite. Like, but it's like, no, he's bothering you by leaning his seat all the way back in your fucking lap hey lady, lady <laughs> i'm sleepy you have to change what you're doing because i'm tired it's like no fuck off <laughs> you can sleep sitting up it's not that hard to sleep sitting up he does end up putting his hat over his eyes which i thought the <laughs> I entire time is like you're wearing a full-on suit take your jacket off and yeah. put it over your face like a big blankie yeah <laughs> Or take your drugs. It's the fifties. We we will find out that that lady uh, is important to the story later on. Yeah. Um. So so he arrives at the airport and he's he's greeted by a Lloyd Williamson, and he says that uh that uh, Harrington uh, he he's regret to inform him that Harrington won't meet him at the airport. Um. And so Holden's like, um, okay. Um. And so then then the press. Before uh, Williamson can say any more to Harrington or to to Holden, Holden, the press like gets in Holden's grill and it's like, "What are you doing here? Why are you having this convention?" But like British people, so like, "Oh, what are you doing here? Why why are you having this convention? Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in fairies? Do you believe in devils? Do you believe in demons and monsters?" And and he's just like, "That's all that shit's stupid." His his drugs from the plane are still wearing <laughs> off, so, so he's like, just like, "Fuck this off." Is, um, this is investigating a thing. Good night. <laughs> It's exactly how it is. <laughs> and uh, and then Williamson pulls him aside outside the airport and tells Holden that uh, Harrington has been found dead this morning. Sacre bleu. Bum, bum, bum. So, cut to a man named Professor O'Brien looking at woodcuts of the devil. And they're cool. They're like those classic, I mean, you know, they're woodcuts. Yeah. But it's, it's all these different... Um, uh, different regions of the world's depiction of this devil. Yeah. And they're all basically the same, but they're like kind of done in different styles. And I thought that was kind of a fun little detail because he goes like, he says like, this one's from Romania. This one is from India. 
And it's like, okay, that's just fun. Because they're saying, because they're being like, you know, see every culture, they know what he looks like in the end. Like, and, and, and then I'm just sitting there like, or, you know, every religion is just derivative of the religion that was popular before it. And, you know, that's why. But, you know, it's the 1950s. So, you know, Christianity is still like, you know, the prevailing yeah. theory of uh, the great answer or the great, the great question. I mean, I don't believe God is like, I'll man. piss off a lot of Christians <laughs> with that, with that sentiment, that calling it a theory. Ooh, ooh, ooh. A JG Murphy here with the hot stuff. <laughs> here with the hot takes. They're going to, the, the, uh, the evangelicals are going to come after me. I'm going to be like, you guys worshipped a golden statue of Trump, you assholes. That goes specifically against the, <laughs> the Ark of the Covenant. That goes specifically against the Covenant that you... That- and like the golden cow uh, thing. Yeah, no, that... that yeah, the whole the, thing. Yeah, the Covenant. Yeah, you know, the Covenant where there's a, there's a you know, one of the Ten Commands is like, you know, don't uh, worship false idols and whatnot. <laughs> um, so, anyway, um, truth knowledge here with JG and Remy. <laughs> We're going to talk we're about starting God a new, stuff. We're starting a new podcast, Truth Knowledge, with Jamie, Tr- JG and Remy. Truth Knowledge, <laughs> just the facts. <laughs> Straight up facts. Hey, hey, we'll get Vanilla Ice on this one. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll get uh, uh, Dave Franco, who's going to be playing Vanilla Ice. I think that's a perfect casting. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right, so, back to Night of the D-Man. Yeah, so, so uh, and then Holden, uh, you know, meets... O'Brien and O'Brien tells Holden about this fire demon that he thinks is committing the murders because there have been a bunch of murders, you know, and it's like Harrington isn't the only one who's died. There's been other people who's, who have died. And he says, I think it's about a, it's a fire demon that's killed him. And Holden's just like, nah, that's that's preposterous. Absolutely. And then we're introduced to Dr. Kumar and tells Holden that he believes in devils as well. So he get all these doctors, all these psychologists coming going like, oh, yes, it's all very real. And Holden's like, like, did what you, are you guys reading? Did, did you, you guys read? study something different than I studied? Because uh, y'all are batshit crazy. Like, I need some facts or else all of this is bullshit. Yeah. Um, and uh, then and then they receive a call and Holden answers the phone. And it's Carswell. And Carswell says, I know what you're here to do. You're here to have an expose about me at the convention. You can't do that. That's terrible. That's bad for business and all this. Like, I, well, I suggest you, know. you mind your own business. I suggest you mind your own business. Yeah. And, and the business of the suspected murderers. Include specifically one suspected murderer named Hobart. Yes. So Hobart is a, he's a follower of Car- Carswell. Yeah. He's one of the cultists or whatever. Yeah. I mean, not a leader. He was a brother in, in the Brotherhood or yeah. whatever. And um, apparently he committed some murder, or uh, because it kind of gets a little foggy. Yeah. They, um, they, he is suspected of murdering. He's suspected of murdering someone. Right. So then uh, Holden is like, okay, how can I find this Hobart fellow? And they're like, well, he's actually in a home right now. He's in jail. Criminally insane because he's yeah. like in a comatose, like vegetable sort of state but he, ever since we yeah. found him. But Holden wants to um, examine him psychologically. But they need a release form. They need, yeah, they need a, the paperwork. So so specifically, they it's need- It's a whole thing. Uh, I do like that they narrow it down and, and like simplify it because they need one of his relatives to sign the release. Yeah, his next of kin. And there's nobody. Yeah, so, so they, they have to, like, figure out who they can get or find someone. Specifically because the only, like, relative that he had was a, like, blood-related brother who died. So yes. then it's like, okay, we're shit out of luck. Yeah. Um. So then Holden goes to the library to find a 400-year-old book on demons. And I love that he just goes to the library and he's like... I'll go to the, the library. <laughs> um. Hi, how can I help you? Welcome to the library. Hi, I'm uh, looking for a book. All right, uh, I've got a few of those lying around. <laughs> How can I help you? It's a 400-year-old book about demons and, and witchcraft. Oh, wait. No. Um, <laughs> huh. That's a, that's a few hundred years older. Yeah. Um. Do you have any more like specifics about the book? Yeah, it's about demons and witchcraft and dark magic. And it's 400 years old, and there's only one copy of it. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just pretty sure we don't have that. Um... Anything else I can help you with? <laughs> I need this book. All right, you sit down here. Uh, this is uh, by this new author, um, Dr. Seuss. Ah, fuck that racist ass. <laughs> <laughs> so Holden is like sitting down reading some other book. Yeah. <laughs> because now that I'm thinking about it, he never got that book. So he's no, just... no, 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 no. So, so that book, we, we, 
No, Carswell had that book the right. entire time. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I mean, but when he's in the library and reading some other book, he's like, "Yeah, fuck it, fine." I guess I'll read up on you know sea lions. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like checking out. He's like that Jacques Gusteau guy is doing yeah. some cool work. So then in the library, Carswell fucking comes up to Holden and he's like, "Hey, stop investigating." And and Holden is just like, "Who are you? Who are you?" And it's like, "I'm Carswell. Here, come to my place." And hands him this business card. Yeah. And it, you know, it says like, you know, Coswell Manor, this yeah. address. Because he wants to disprove theories about his cult and his followers. And he's like, listen, we're all, you know, we're just trying to find the right answer. You so know? Carswell's like, like down for this interview. Yeah. To, it's to like, prove here. himself, you know, not guilty of whatever the fuck's going on. Yeah. So he hands him this business card and it has like the address of where to go or it's whatever. It's a calling card. Yeah. yeah. You know. But it also has like handwritten in what looked like, you know, silver gel pen. Yeah. But I know that that's not <laughs> what they had back then. Right. But it literally looked like silver gel pen. Um, you know, from the 90s when you're being all cute and trying to send a little love letter. Yeah. Um, with hearts over the eyes. With a sparkle. Yeah. Um, but uh, so the whole little calling card is printed, you know, with ink or whatever. But then handwritten in that silver gel pen says, like, yeah. in loving memory of Harrington. Uh, yeah. And and he goes to the librarian and he's like, hey, can you read this? Or He says, did you see the man? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> After he hands that card, he's like, farewell. I must be on my way. I'll meet you at my estate or whatever. Yeah. And as he walks away, Holden looks at him. And as he's walking away, his vision gets right. very blurry. Right, right, right. And he's, like, kind of rubbing his eyes and, like, kind of looks. And it's like he turned the corner or something. So then uh, he goes to the librarian and he's like, hey, you, since you didn't have my book, maybe give me this answer. Who was that man who just, uh, did you see him leave? And he goes, what man? And he goes, he handed me this card. It what has do you his make handwriting the, on it. Yeah, yeah, it has his handwriting. And then he goes, sir, there's no handwriting. Looks back at the card, nothing was handwritten on yeah. it. Yeah. Dun dun. Something goofy's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we cut to uh, Harrington's funeral that Holden is attending. Right. And there he meets Joanna, Joanna Harrington, who is Harrington's niece, who was the lady on the plane that he was sit- sleeping in her lap. <laughs> hey, lady, I'm sleepy. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, they supposedly, I guess, just forget about the whole plane ordeal. And she's just like, here, let me come to your place. I have some information for you. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, so, she, so she comes to his place and she t- brings out uh, her uncle's journal. And she starts reading Holden passages from his journal. And it talks about, like, the runes and stuff that he was finding. Yeah. Um, and that he was trying to translate but couldn't. And uh, in in the journal, he says, uh, I'm under a spell. The runes just got burned in my own hands. I need to tell, uh, I need to get in touch with Holden. Yeah. So that he knows what's going on. Yeah. And then that's kind of where the journal, like, ends. Yeah. So then Holden and, and Joanna decide to visit Carswell and go to his place. And it's a very fancy, lavish, uh, you know, uh, mansion. Estate. Estate. It's got, like, it's amazing got cool grounds. Bridge. It's got statues. I'm sure it's there's, a, like, a hedge maze somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. A bunch of statues And if you can boobies. get to the middle of the hedge, fa- hedge maze, it can uh, unlock the key of time. But that's not in the film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then they find Carswell entertaining children as a clown in his annual Halloween party. And he calls himself Dr. Bobo. Yeah, he's like, I'm Dr. Bobo. He's got like a crushed top hat, you know, classic. Yeah, uh, classic clown work, you know. Sad clown looking thing. Except he's not wearing like a clown outfit. It's more like a messed up tuxedo. Yeah. And like a messed up top hat yeah um but he has the clown makeup like with a weird smile and the the diamonds on the eyes yeah Yeah, he's got a fake nose and um what he's doing for the children is he goes oh i have a gift in this hat and reaches into a hat and pulls out a puppy and then and then they're like yay puppy and he's like oh not one but two and that's it no more (laughs) more than two no more than two puppies yeah (laughs) that's as much as my uh, dark gods because i i wish i had some puppies right well john i have this hat Oh shit! Yeah, and all I have is a middle finger. <laughs> it's a puppy shaped as a middle finger. Hey, I'll love it forever. Great imagination. I'll take it out for poop and pee all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, and then Carswell introduces Holden and Joanna to his mother, who's just carrying around a big <laughs> okay, bowl well, of ice well, cream. She kind of. <laughs> so you know, Carswell, 
man of the house, master of this estate. He's this like, the very first thing is he's like, ah, yes, I'm glad that you arrived uh, precisely when I wanted you to. Mother! <laughs> Mother! And then this like old lady shows up and she's actually the woman who answered the door yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, beginning yeah. of the movie. Um, and she comes up and he's like, you absolutely must try some of her ice cream. <laughs> and she's, they are far away from any kitchen. They're like outside in the park yeah. that is on their property. And she just, from, you know, below the camera shot, just pulls up a bowl and has an ice cream scooper in hand. And she was like, you want some? Yeah. And I'm thinking like, what? Like hold out my hands? <laughs> and you just plop it in? And yeah. I, I just go to town. <laughs> And then, um, and then, so then Holden and Carswell, she, you know, I she mean, takes, I would, yeah, right. <laughs> I'd be like, I think I would just be too awkward to say, no, I need a bowl and a spoon or like a cone or I don't know. It's the fifties. <laughs> do we just do it like that? You just <laughs> grab it and just bite in. It was the fifties. It was a lawless time. <laughs> you ate ice cream with your hands. <laughs> it's like, can I have a bowl? No. Would you like a pill? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you want to. That's easy. It's like, I need this book on 400-year-old, this 400-year-old book. What would you like to have a pill instead? Yeah. I'm sorry we don't have that. Would you like a pill? <laughs> <laughs> so then so then Carswell's mom takes Joanna off, you know, to the to the to the house or whatever. So so that the boys can have so boy the boys, talk. Yeah, so the men can be men. And uh, and uh, Holden asks Carswell if he believes in witchcraft. And Carswell says, I believe the mind is very powerful. And there's, you know, a lot of great unknown, you know, out there that we don't yet know about, you know. And then Carswell implores him, implores Holden that, like, I'm saving people here from dark creatures. Like, I'm holding, I'm the one that's, you know, saving people from dark creatures and, and, and demons and whatnot, you know. And they need me for protection. Um, and it's like the only reason you don't see anything here is because I put like a circle, or, you know, a, a uh, magic uh, circle. What do you what do you call it? A magic dark magic circle yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. <clears throat> and and there's this cool little moment as he's explaining this to Holden. Uh, they walk by these two children who are playing shoots and ladders. Yeah, and um, it's like the British version, so it's like snakes and ladders. Yeah. Um, and he goes, uh, Holden goes like, "What's this?" And then Cromwell goes, <laughs> and we we're both just like, "It shoots and ladders." <laughs> yeah, but Cromwell goes, "Oh." It's a children's game. You probably haven't heard of it. You climb the ladder to get to the top, but if you hit the head of a snake, you slide down. You know, I've always been fond of sliding down the snakes. Mm. Why is that? You are such a man of the mind. Tell me. Ice penis. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that, that was ice cream in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was ice cream. Oh, it's your penis, though. Ah. But but then uh, he, he says, like, why why do you think why why do you think that um, I like I, I choose the path of the snake rather than the path of the ladder? And then Holden says, oh, because you're such a good loser. And then Cromswell goes, no, I'm not. And walks away. And I was like, that's fucking cool. This movie's awesome. Yeah. I really like the character development, and I like. I like Cromswell or uh, Carswell. Yeah, Carswell. He's, he's a cool <laughs> Cromswell. He's he's a cool villain. He's smart. He is, and he like knows what he's about, and he believes he's doing good. I'm all in. Yeah, and then he decides, you know, you don't believe me. You still don't believe me. So I'm going to show you that I have I possess dark magic. Um, and then he creates a windstorm. Yeah, he like kind of like holds like the bridge of his nose as if he's like kind of getting a headache. He holds in a fart. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he makes the like not gonna let it out. Ah, stay in vile fumes. <laughs> and uh, and, and it lets gets... out a gust of wind, <laughs> breaking wind. Um, and and it like is such a storm that it disrupts the entire party, and everybody has to go home slash Everybody's run inside scattered. the estate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, uh, yeah, so, and, but because Holden keeps insisting that he doesn't believe in this stuff, it's like, that's, you know, it, it, coincidence, you know, mere coincidence. So Carswell is kind of upset about this, and he says, okay, Holden, you will die on the 28th, which is in three days, and there's nothing you can do about it. This conversation happens as they run inside the estate for, you know, shelter from this crazy storm that's just happening. Yes. As they we, come in. We meet Joanna and the mother looking at this book. Yes. The 400 year old this book. 400 year old book and they can't read it and the mom's like you can't read this and and then carswell kind of casually says oh because you need a key for it you know there's you know it's, it's uh, nobody encoded, had it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah no one has the key um for it 
And, and then, uh, but then, okay, sorry to interrupt that huge plot point. Um, then that's when Carswell and Then Carswell, yeah, basically just says, okay, fine, you don't believe me, you'll die on the 28th. And there's nothing you can do about at it. At 10 p.m. At 10 p.m. on the 28th. In three days' time. And then, and then Holden's like, sure. Okay. Whatever. You know, and then he leaves with Joanna. Well, uh, no, he leaves by himself, kind of just exiting the building. And then that's when... Uh, Carswell kind of looks at Mama and Joanna and is like, you know the party's over, Joanna. You should go. And right. She's like, okay, I will, and then joins Holden. And then there's a moment where uh, Carswell and his mother are just kind of alone in the room, and then the mother just kind of looks scared, and she goes, did, did I do something wrong? Carswell says yes. And it's like, damn, Jesus dude, Christ. she's afraid of him yeah. because he's a fucking cultist sorcerer demon yeah. guy and and he's he's pissed at her for showing joanna that book yeah so oh god i love it i, I love know. that the mother's he's like great living character. in fear yeah. of her own son yeah and oh this movie makes me so happy <laughs> <laughs> and um and then uh we have uh, uh holding or joanna drops holding off at as at his home and then uh you know it was actually very hard for me to tell who was driving because it's in England, so <laughs> yeah. they're on the opposite sides. So it's like, to me, it looked like Holden was driving, and then she's just like, you're home. And he's like, you're right. <laughs> like gets out of the car. Out, yeah. It's like, uh, isn't that your car? And it's then, like, no, it's her and then car. He she's gets, driving. He, you know, this is very 1950s, very old-fashioned, but he kind of forces himself onto her in a way that he's like, you're going to have dinner with me. Come on, let's have dinner tonight, tomorrow night. You're not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Let's have dinner together. She's like, I don't want to. And it's like, no. But we should though, because you're the lead act, you're the lead female, and I'm the lead male of this movie. So, so we gotta we gotta it. have dinner, yeah, and we gotta bone. Yep, we gotta fuck. We, we gotta do it <laughs> for the integrity of this movie. We gotta do it. But then it is kind of crazy because when she says no, he says fine. I'll order a sandwich and some milk and go to bed. <laughs> and he says that with like the most like fucking Frank Sinatra badass tilted yeah. hat. Like fine, fine, fine honey. I'll order a sandwich and some milk. Go, go to, to bed. bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, damn, that's like not as badass as you tried to make that sound. <laughs> that sounds like fart town for Remy. Yeah. And then as he's approaching his room at the hotel, he hear he starts to hear strange noises. Oh, it's cool, creepy hallway scene. Yeah. And he's just like looking around the hallway and it's like dark on either side. And he's like, fuck, what's going on? And then he keeps walking. Like, I was ready for the weird, like, dizzy visuals yeah. for when he was looking at but Coswell. But it didn't happen, really. Like, you know, he, he just started looking. He was looking back and forth. And all of a sudden, door opens Door up. opens. And so Brian and Kumar. And they're like, oh, hello, Holden. How are you <sighs> like doing? One no, of those no, no, false, no. you know, scary moments. Yeah. And then Holden starts talking about, like, what happened at Carswell's. And he's basically, and he says, you know, people's fear about Carswell is just basically mass hysteria. It's There's nothing to it. It's all fake. It's just make-believe. And people believe it because they're... Because it's because of mass hysteria. Um, but then O'Brien like opens up a Holden's calendar book and he's like, "Do you plan to stay with us or do you plan to leave us after the twenty eighth? And Holden says, "No, why?" And it's like because all the pages after the twenty eighth have been torn out. Bum bum bum. Oh shit! And Holden's like, "That's weird." Okay, whatever. Um, and they go on to discuss. Uh, <laughs> Okay, there's this one cool little line, um, and then it goes into something ridiculously silly, um, which, you know, maybe on a second viewing, maybe the scene means something. But I do like that uh, they go to discuss, you know, Harrington's death of, mm -hmm. like, you know, getting mutilated by a demon or something. Right. And Holden says that it's as fake as flying saucers. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, because nobody is there to make it, you know, a fact. There's no, like, actual evidence, you know, yep. it's... It could all be, you know, it could have been an animal that killed him. And then, uh, you know, I think it was, uh, what, what's his name? Komar? Um, Kumar, yeah. Kumar, yeah. He says, like, well, what kind of animal? And he's like, well, that's the question. Like, you know, it can't just be a demon. Yeah. Um, so uh, Holden hands out drinks to everybody and drinks a little bit himself and sits down on the couch and proceeds to do the silliest thing where he goes, I have this, uh, I have this tune. Stuck in my head. <laughs> right, yeah. And it's like, again, maybe a second viewing could kind of shed some light on what the scene means because it's never brought up again. But he goes, I have this tune stuck in my head. It, uh, perhaps you two recognize it. It goes like this. And, and then it goes. 
and then they just stop, and that's yep. like the end of the scene. Yep. And then it cuts to the next night where Joanna and Holden are having dinner. Yes. Together. Yes. And uh, they um. And they and Joanna reveals more pages of Harry uh, uh, reads more of Harrington's journal, and it says that uh he found that Harrington found his calendar book had all the pages after the twenty second torn out, and that he died on the twenty second. Yep. So and then Holden's like, well, this is just a trick, you know. It's like uh, it's easily explained away. Explained away. It's just you know, magi- you know, magicians always want you to believe it, you know, without actually telling you right. what's going on, you know. So it's that like that means the Carswell just took the extra steps, ripped yeah, out pages, Carswell's killed t- the took guy. Took the extra steps. He's really good at this stuff, you know. We know that he has a cult, so yeah. obviously, you know, yeah, it could be some like Manson style stuff. Yeah, and Joanna tells him it's like you know he wasn't you know Harrington wasn't burnt because you know J- uh, Holden's main theory is that you know Harrington died by electrocution because the. Uh, um the, telephone pole yeah you know and she said but his body wasn't burned it was mutilated you know it's so it, it, that's not um you know it's not possible and then and which is it's just funny as the movie goes on and on like how irate holden gets about this whole thing it's like it's not a demon like you know like it, it's it, it's this it's that the other thing you know it's like and it totally could be the other thing yeah which is great because it could be an animal that yeah. ripped him apart or something but we saw the demon Right. So we know it's not. Right. So we know it is a demon. Um, but then, like, you know, um, they they find this piece of paper, this piece of parchment with dark magic on it. It's got, like, the runes. Yeah, the runes. Yeah. yeah. And um, and it, and it like, flies away. And, because they have a window open and yeah. the wind starts to come in. And it flies away and it's going to, like, it's trying, it, like, almost gets burnt in the fireplace but it's stopped by a guard. Yeah, and, there's, like, that and, little fireplace yeah. screen. Yeah. And Joanna's like, it's being, it's flying away on its own. And, and Holland's like, no, the wind pole pushed it, you know, so he closed the windows. But it's still, like, trying to, it still, like, looks like it's being And uh, she's all about, like, blown no, it's into just the fire. like my father said. You it's know, like, or it's my just uncle like my uncle said. said. Like, you know, the, the, the it paper up. Is, is trying to burn itself. And it's like, no, the chimney trap is causing that, you know, and whatnot. Yeah. So they close the window, and the paper close, falls yeah. to the ground. And then, um, uh, oh, 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 wow, hold on, sorry. This is another huge thing. Is that they mention in the journal that um, this sort of curse of the demon is handed off unknowingly? Right, right, so right. So it's right. like uh, Harrington received this piece of paper unknowingly, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it burned up in his hands or whatever or yeah. near him, and then he became cursed and died by the hands of the demon. Yep. So uh, this whole little rune thing flying into the fireplace doesn't get burned up. Holden picks it up, puts it in his wallet, sticks it in his pocket. Yep. And it's like, boom, you just picked up this thing unknowingly. Yeah. Like, this curse is playing out kind of the way that it's set up. Yep. And Freaking then, awesome. This movie's yeah, great. <laughs> the way it sets shit up. Yeah. And so then uh, Holden goes to visit the Hobart farm. And he finds... And remember, Hobarts are the, you know... The it, Hobart is the guy the who... Uh, of, yeah. Yeah. The one the murderer, yeah. that is like in critical condition or whatever. Who's well, he's being held in incarcer- He's incarcerated for murder, right? Um, right. And uh, but also fin- in critical condition, he's like in a coma. Yeah. Um. um but then he f- they, he finds his mother, Mrs. Hobart. Yeah. There, surrounded by a bunch of family members. It's straight up the Willy Wonka, like Charlie's <laughs> Charlie Bucket's family. It's like a house full of people. Yeah, and she tells him to sit down, and then the whole family like joins. And Hobart and Holden explains to the family that he wants to examine Hobart, and he wants to, you know, uh, figure out what what happened and everything. What's weird though, because he wants to like exonerate him in a way, well, not maybe not exonerate him, but well, be, he like, wants you know, to prove that to none prove of this was actually wasn't. demons. Yeah, yeah. They don't really care because they're just like, no, we want him to stay in jail because he tried to pass, you know, or he tried to, you know, pass the curse off, and he got someone killed for it, you know, and and whatnot. And it's like, and Holden's like, wait, what? What do you yeah. mean? Yeah, and it's like, uh, what the hell is all this? And the mother sign, but so the mother signs the right to examine him. You know, anyway, she's like, fine, do it. I don't care. Yeah, you know, we we don't want to see him. Though. But she drops that knowledge of being like, you know, he didn't actually, you know, he didn't have anything to do with any of the murders because he returned the curse. You know, yeah. he gave it back to the guy who gave it to him. Yeah. So like, essentially, Hobart received, you know, a piece of paper or something. I imagine it could be done with anything, like a pencil or something. Yeah. But um he returned it to another dude. Yeah. So then that guy got killed by yeah. a demon. And because of that, the guilt weighed so hard on, you know, this Hobart guy. Yeah. That he just went nuts. Yeah. And then kind of put himself into a coma. Yeah. Um so then Holden pulls out his own parchment 
and then and then the mother like they all stand up quickly and the mother goes he has been chosen he has been chosen and then they tell him to get the hell out right like get out of our house demon's showing up any minute now now the thing that kind of confused me i guess is that like he he goes to stonehenge and he finds that the markings on the on the parchment match markings on stonehenge so i guess they're trying to be like oh stonehenge is like you know some kind of conduit witchcraft yeah conduit for it you know whatnot I mean, I know there's a lot of theories like that surrounding the creation of Stonehenge in the first place. Sure. So I think they are just kind of piggybacking off of that. Yeah. Which weirdly doesn't have much to do with this film, but the fact that they use it as like, you know, a pivoting point. Yeah, it's another little thing in there. Yeah. yeah. So then Joanna and Holden, uh, suddenly they, 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 uh, cause uh, Carswell's mother wants to help them out, you know, cause she's scared of him. So like she arranges a meeting with a medium. Yeah, and his name, name is Mr. Mr. Meek. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they have a seance with, with him, and he has convulsions, which looks like he's, you know, coming. <laughs> and um, He, like, blacks out for a second and then totally is voiced by a different dude. He's vo- he, he then, like, yeah, he starts being uh, – uh, uh, he channels, like, three like different possessed. people yeah. and speaks in their voices, you know. So he's, he's, he's channeled by a, a, a Mr. Native, McGregor. Well, a native chief and then Mr. McGregor and then a child, a, chi- a child, a uh, Like little a little girl. girl, yeah. And then he gets, he gets, he channels uh, Harrington. Yeah. And uh, Harrington tells Joanna and Holden that he can't fight it and that uh, Carlson has the key to the dark magic book, that he's translated Carlson, the old Carlson, Coswell. Book. Carswell, yeah. yeah that Carswell has, tra- has, has translated the old book. The answer is there. It's, and then he says, it's in the trees. It's coming. The demon is coming. Ah! Ah! Of course, <laughs> Holden line has been disconnected. Right. Of course, Holden is like, this is all bullshit. This isn't true. And Joanne's like, no, but that's that was Herring, That was my uncle's voice. Like, don't you understand? That was actually his voice. That wasn't Mr. Meek's voice. Um, of course, Holden is like, Holden ah, still he's a talented ventriloquist. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, Joanne is like, we're going to go get that key. Um, so then Holden's, and, and then, so then Holden says, uh, fine, I guess, but I'll come with you. I'll come with you. And then they get there and he says, you're not going in there. I'll go in by myself. I'll like sneak around. He does the prove woods. a really good point though. He's like, uh, because Joanna says, you know, um, Carswell mentioned that he would be out of town the next couple days. Yeah. And then, you know, Holden is like, you really buy that shit? Well, if you walk up there and the welcoming, welcoming committee is right there, then you're going to be, you know, trespassing and be charged for burglary or exactly. whatever. So I'm going to get out of this cool I'm convertible. I'm going to sneaky sneaky. And I'm going to go through the woods onto the like left side of the estate and yeah. find my way in. You just wait right here, sweetheart. I'm going to sneaky sneak. Yeah. Um. So he goes through the woods and it's, it's, it's a spooky woods. Like with an owl totally that's doing the like. Really scary. Um, and he and he gets to the mansion and he climbs through a window. Yeah, he, he looks up. He looks. I I don't know why I thought that it would be just some door. Right. He just goes through, like sneaks in through the kitchen, you no, know, on the backside. He climbs. Looks up. up, sees a window on like the third floor, and he's like, I'll "I got that. it." <laughs> yeah, and he like climbs up a bush and somehow gets up there. Yeah, and um, he uh, so he so he climbs through the window and he, he's going through the house and he right. encounters a kitty cat. He's like, meow. And he's like, it is doing like spooky cat. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And he walks past the cat. And then the cat vanishes. Doesn't mm-hmm. seem anywhere. And it's like, okay. And then, and then he's like looking around this, this room. It's like a library of sorts, you know, and, and he finds, um, the translate, he finds the keys. He, or he finds a book of translations and whatnot. For the record, to get to this room, he did have to, like, go through the attic. It shows him, like, way up too high. Yeah. And it's like, like then he has to, like, come downstairs and sneak around. And then now he's in this, like, little library room. Yeah. Um. So, yes. Yeah, so then he, like, finds the book or whatever. And then the cat meows again. And it's, like, right behind him. And he looks and it transforms into, into a like, panther. A fucking panther. Yeah. And it's, like, big as shit. And then jumps on him and starts ripping him up. Yeah. He's like, fuck, shit, got up. Uh, yes, I hate cats. <laughs> hate cats. <laughs> and uh, there is kind of this comical moment where you can totally tell it's like a stuffed animal that yeah. he's just struggling with. But um, I mean, man, this movie is so solid that those things don't even matter. Oh yeah, you forgive it yeah. immediately because like, yeah, we, it's the fifties, we get it. So as he's struggling for his life against this cat fight, meow, Carswell um, shows up. Yeah, door opens. It's Carswell, and he's just like. Oh, hello, Holden. I figured you'd come. And the panther is nowhere to be found. Yeah. Turns back into a kitty cat. 
And he goes, oh, I see you've uh, met my, what is it? My minor demon that I placed in this room yes. to protect the book. Yeah. I figured I'd leave it in plain sight for you to find. Yeah. And uh, he says, you know, I'm going to let you go, Holden, because there's nothing you can do to stop this. Like, you're going to die on the 28th. You know, he's like, but, you know, when you leave, don't go through the woods. Like, just walk out the front door and just, you know. And fucking Holden <laughs> and goes, Holden, <laughs> may I? He's yeah. just like, he's just like, no, man. I'm going to leave the same way that I came and like goes through the attic again yeah. and like climbs out through a bush. Well, Cause he said that's the only superstition he believes that he should leave. He should leave the same way he came through yeah. the attic. Yeah. I don't know. No, he doesn't even go through the attic. That's the bullshit thing. He just goes out the window in that room. I mean, I don't think they showed it. I imagine he went upstairs again. No, he just, no, he, he, he literally goes like, he literally says, I'm going to leave the same way I entered while he climbs out of the window in that room. So I guess just any window will do. I guess so. Fucking go downstairs then. Yeah, fucking Holden. Holden, you claim to be a man of science, yet you do all these things that just don't make sense. Um, so anyway, he's walking through the woods. Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? And he hears a noise. It's uh... And he looks behind him, and he sees nothing. But then, all of a sudden, in the ground footsteps appear in the ground like they just start forming it's in the ground amazing the yeah. way that they did this and yeah. i honestly don't know how they shot this it's but it's not um if it's like um like how they did like with the invisible man in the 1931 claude rains movie what they would do is they would drop um bricks into the ground and whatnot Okay. They were kind of like foot-shaped bricks or whatnot, and you wouldn't be able to tell. You like they would, they would, you know, scrub it out or something. You wouldn't sure. be able to tell, and they would just drop those into the ground, and that would oh, create that, the steps. That's awesome. The other thing I think of is that, like, it's like um, because they you create see, like, like a platform. Like, what it looked like there is that they create a platform, down. and then they like just yeah, just took out like you know bits of the foot shaped bits of the floor, floor. Yeah, yeah, you know. Oh man, but it looks so good the way yeah. that these feet are just like walking behind him in the like muddy, leafy woodland ground. And then the cloud appears. Same fucking smoke ball yep. that was following uh Harrington. Harrington. Yeah. So Holden starts running and he's like chugging it. You know, he's like he's 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 running away in, in terror. And then uh he trips and falls in like this field area or like kind of like this garden area, and then the cloud disappears. It's like, oh shit. Okay, I guess I'm out of the woods. Hey, nice. <laughs> but then they do like the most logical fucking thing, which I always wish movies would do. They go to the police. Yeah, they just go to the cops. Go to the cops. And they're like, hey, spooky wizard guy has a smoke monster with footsteps and big cat, little cat. And I don't like that. And you got to help me. <laughs> and of course, the police, the, the, the response of the police is, you're stupid. That's impossible. Yeah. Go home. And then he keeps explaining like how official he actually is, and he's like, "I'm I'm Doctor Holden, you know, I'm a psychiatrist, psychologist, psychologist, yeah, psychologist, yeah." Um, and you know, we've been studying this guy for quite some time, and since it's the fifties, the cops fucking listen to him a little bit. Yeah. And uh, the main cop that he's talking to like walks into the other room and tells like the chief of police, and he's like, "Hey, listen, the story actually kind of lines up with the Harrington incident." Yeah. Um. I know it's super wacky, but we should totally look into this a little bit. Yeah. But even then, like, you know, they it, they don't buy the story completely because, like, well, it's not demons. It's not, like, right. all these things you're saying, it's not that. Like, but I'm sure it's, like, some animal out there, you know, and we'll figure it out, you know. And then um, Holden kind of gets mad at Joanna because he's like, yeah, we shouldn't have come here. This was stupid. I'm embarrassed to, you know, admit all this stuff to them. You know, it, it's stupid. We shouldn't have done this, you know. And, and then she says, well, fine. Fuck you, basically, and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so and then Holden's like, oh, I guess I'll go home and order a sandwich and milk. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the presentation, the uh, the 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 uh, convention. Uh, real quick before that, um, hold on a second. Yeah, real quick before that. Oh, not the convention. Uh, they, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no, um, because he goes home, uh, like to where he's staying. And, and, he talks, and he's with O'Brien and yeah. uh, Komar, and they're like, "Cool, Hobart's on his way to the place where we can go and examine him." Also. Uh, Mama Carswell calls keeps, Joanna. Keeps calling Holden. Yeah, and won't leave him alone. And he refuses to call, and every... he's like, "I'm not picking up that phone. Fuck these guys. Yeah, like, like they're creepy and weird." And but then so she calls Joanna, Joanna and says that she has another way to help Holden, and that someone else has a key. You know, and that like a they, key to uh, transcript yeah. or yeah. transcribe yeah, that the, book. The yeah, that translation key. Yeah. And uh, and so Joanne's like, okay, I'm gonna come over. We're like, you know, let's meet, let's meet 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 at Mr. Meeks. 
you know, and she's like, okay, I'm going to come over. And as she, Joanna gets to her car, someone kidnaps her. Yep. Bum, bum, bum. bum. So now at the convention, and they bring Hobart in, and O'Brien hypnotizes Hobart. And it's, it's, it's one of those, like, old-timey cool medical things yeah, where, it's, where like, it's like, hey, look at this procedure. Yeah. Grab all your fancy men in suits and ties and come watch me lobotomize a guy. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and before O'Brien hypnotizes, before Hobart hypnotizes him, O'Brien, like, injects, like, meth into uh, him. He, he said that it was, because I wrote it down, um, boop, 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 pentanol. Pentanol. And, uh, and meth. Yeah. Um. So when they pull out Hobart, he's fully comatose, like in a vegetable state. Yeah. Um. Is that an appropriate thing I can say is vegetable? Because yeah. I feel like that's probably not okay. But yeah. I don't know. He's a veggie. What am I a vegetable? Dude's a fucking carrot. <laughs> um. But yeah. So Hobart is like laying down on a gurney and just is non-responsive to anything. So they bring him in. Um. Uh. Holden kind of discusses to the group what's about to go down. And he says like I'm going to cure this guy via hypnotism, and we're gonna see what happens. So you know, get your popcorn, lads. And uh, then they go on with the procedure. Get your popcorn. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> Let's all go to the, the lobotomy. Let's all go to the lobby. Get ourselves a treat. Um. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he goes through with it and starts. Uh. They drug him up. And immediately Hobart jumps up like ah, ah, and starts going into a panic and is like yeah. walking and they like grab him, tether him down to the ground like two guys grab him, uh, like O'Brien grabs him, some other dude grabs him. And, and then, then Hobart Holden, proceeds or Holden proceeds, proceeds to hypnotize he, him. He like shines like a mirror into his eyes. Yeah. And weirdly enough, the mirror had something written on it, which I yeah, guess I doesn't don't matter. Know if it didn't matter if it mattered it to seemed the story like not, just a shiny yeah. piece of metal, but I but feel it like it looked like some weird writings kind of similar to the ones on Stonehenge. Yeah, but I know? I guess since they didn't guess go into not. that, it's not guess not. It's probably just some piece of metal he had. Guess in his not, yeah. yeah. Um, so he hypnotizes him. And gets him to start talking. Yeah. And Hobart explains that evil is good and good is evil and mankind will find itself in sin again. And he reveals that uh, that Carswell, Julian Carswell, is the master of this thinking. And then he says that he must prepare for his death because he's been chosen. The parchment was passed to him and he avoided it by passing it to the person who gave it to him. So then Holden is like, parchment like this, and then uh, holds up the parchment that he had. And Hobart like thinks he's trying to pass it to him, and he goes berserk. He goes off the rails. He's like, "No, mm-hmm. no, 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 like no!" You're trying to kill me. You're now. trying to kill me. And he jumps out the window and dies. And dies. Awesome. Fucking cool. Great scene. Great scene. So then, <laughs> because I just realized that like that's how that scene ends. And I'm really surprised that, I mean, I'm sure that he had to go through some paperwork and talk to the cops <laughs> right. or something, but, but they then, don't show that. But then Kumar tells Holden that uh, Carswell's taking a train to Southampton and Holden chases after him. He's like, I'm going to put an end to this once and for all. Yeah. You know, um, because you're, this is resulting in people's deaths and whatnot. This is crazy. Right. Um. So then Holden, and we're getting close to, to 10. It was like 8.50 or something Yeah, like that. yeah. It's like he's got like an hour and 10 minutes left on his like life clock or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So then Holden finds Carswell with Joanna under hypnosis. So it was, jo- it was Carswell that kidnapped Joanna. Because Holden did, like, buy a train ticket really quick, book it, hop one That of was kind things. of funny. I was kind of like, you don't, your life is on the line. You're going to buy a train train ticket? Like, it's, you're not just going to be like, fucking get out of my way. It's America, kid. I right. always pay. <laughs> America always pays. It's true. I guess. Aspects, I guess. Um... But yeah, so he actually gets onto the train right as it's leaving. And I mean, I guess, you know, safety <laughs> measures weren't that great in the 50s. Yeah. Because the train's like in motion. And he Holden runs the up, door. At, like is running, grabs the door, opens it up. It's unlocked and yeah. gets on board. Yep. <laughs> and he finds Carswell with Joanna in a in a car. Joanna is hypnotized. Yeah. And Carswell brings her out of it. It's like, all right, I just need her, her hypnotized so I could bring her on this train. But uh... But it was totally consensual. Is essentially what Carswell is trying to say. It's like, like, no, it's not, dude. Like, no, I totally just brought her here, and we were just we were just playing around. She was like, hypnotize me, and I'm like, oh, not right now. And she's like, please, and I was like, okay. (laughs) It's like, no, dude, you totally hypnotized her, so you could bring, so you could. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you think that? (laughs) Because why? Is my evil beard? Yes, it is your evil beard. It's not. It's. Really look that evil? It looks very evil. You look like straight out of a out of a cartoon. I don't know. Don't say that. My mother always said that, and I. <sighs> Your mother's right. 
His mother is right. Mother though. knows best. She she does in this fact. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then uh, Carswell. So Holden then admits to Carswell that he was right, and that you know, that Carswell's right, and that Holden's wrong. Like, and Holden listen, like believes in demons yeah, now, dude. Like you're right. I'm wrong. Like de- this is all real and whatnot. I don't want to die. Like please, like you know, you you said if I come to my senses and believe that you would take it off. And Carswell's like, that's true, but six minutes to ten, it's too late. You're 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 dead. You're as good as dead. Yeah. And then, so then Holden's like, well, if that's the case, oh well, I guess I'll have a last cigarette. <laughs> well, uh, uh, he, he says, like, listen, man, I want to uh, clear this all up. So here, send this letter to the press. Um, and hands, hand, sorry, hands uh, Carswell an envelope. Yeah. And he's like, and I, I wrote down that, you know, I denounce everything that I was trying to, you know, catch you on and that you're right. Yeah. So here, take this letter, go to the press. And Carswell is like, he's just getting very antsy. He's like, no, I, uh, you know what? Why, why don't you mail that yourself? Because he sees what Holden is trying to do. Yeah. He's trying to give him back the rune. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. All bets are off. You know, we're yeah. fine. And so then Holden's like, fine, I guess I'll just have a cigarette. And he's like, would you want one? It's like, no, no, it's okay. It's like, but here, you can I, take I quit, my life. I quit smoking. You quit smoking. He's like, really? That's interesting because that was very recent. Must have been very recent that you quit smoking. And then Carswell's like, here, take my lighter. And it's like, all right. And he lights up a cigarette. It's like, here, take your lighter back. He's like, no, 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 you, you keep it. You keep it. Sentimental, you know. Yeah. And so Holden keeps trying to hand him stuff. He's like, no, 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 I don't I don't want that. Please stop handing me things. Then the police show up. And they're like, okay, Holden, st- leave this man alone. Like, they're on Carswell's side all of a sudden. Yeah. And, uh. And then the, he's like, okay, this is my stop. I'm going to get off. And Joanna's like, no, you're not. This is not your stop. I saw you buy your ticket. You're going to Southampton. He's like, no, this is my stop. I'm leaving. And and then uh, and then uh, Holden will be like, here, take your book. He's like, no, that was here when I got here. It's like, are you sure? And then he's like, so he tries to leave. And he's like, here, take your b-. And then the he, cops he leaves. are the ones the cops who are say. Like, the cops are like, hey, uh, you forgot your hat and your coat. And so then so he's like, oh, yes, my hat and my coat. And then Holden picks it's it up. It's like the – and and you can see that he like he he he's shoving something into the coat pocket and he hands it to to uh, Carswell and Carswell's like grabs it and it's like the second that he shit you know? it's amazing yeah like the acting in this moment is really good because it happens so fast and it's like we're on board with what's trying to happen and we yeah. understand that Carswell we get is, what we get what Holden's trying to do we get why Carswell's antsy about yeah. it yeah and then the second Carswell has his own jacket in chaos yeah, yeah in the midst of chaos yeah because he's just like quick hat uh bag jacket and the second he grabs the jacket he's, he's like, like oh shit oh and like looks and there's that moment of like you fucking got you, him yeah and he reaches into the pocket what's in there the parchment and then it floats out because it's windy yeah so it like blows out of his hand and he's like no 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 so then cars all fucking runs because now he's gonna try to save himself right because he's know. trying to get it before it catches fire somehow yeah and then he's like he chases it and it gets off the train and he's like so runs he off the jumps train off the train and he tries to find it one night he's like trains are whizzing he, by and whatnot he's like down on the tracks yeah Shit's and it's scary and it falls on the tracks and it self combusts the parchment like nothing lights it which on is fire bad news because then the cloud shows up and there's this moment of like somber silence where Carswell is just alone on empty train tracks mm-hmm. and looks and then starts to see one train coming, looks the other way, sees another right. train coming, looks back at the first train, and, and it's, it's on fire. Yeah. And then there's the, the demon. demon appears. And it's like in front of the train just coming at him like full speed. Yeah. And it's terrifying. This thing looks so scary. Like, look it up, people. Look it up. I cannot imagine. I mean, I'm sure if you see still images... Because it's all when it's, like, not well lit, you know, like most yeah. horror should be. Yeah. Because when you can't really see it, oh, my God, it gives me chills. What you, it's uh, that what you can't see is often scarier than what you can see. Totally. Um, um, but, but oh, my God, I was like, just trying to think if I was in, you know, 1950, what was it, 7? Yeah. 57? Seeing like, this movie, fuck is that shit? I would have shit my pants. Yeah. Like, it's Absolutely. scary. It's very scary. And um, And it picks up as well as it, as the other train passes so you kind of yeah. can't see what's happening and this thing is fucking huge yeah it's like you know a two-story building yeah and it picks up his body and you see him like wiggling around like yeah. however they shot this is so cool yeah and it like grabs its other hand that's like full of claws like, and terrifying gah! and starts ripping at him yeah and then throws him to the side in front of one of the trains that's running yeah and then the police find carswell's burning mutilated corpse 
and the police just think, oh, he was just hit by another train. Right. <laughs> you know? And then Joanna's like, Joanna's like, what do you think happened? And because then, they're both at, like, the train yeah, stop Yeah, holding J- Joanna to stay at the train stop. And then Joanna's like, what do you think, you know, what 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 happened to him? And then Holden just, like, turns around and or puts his arm around her shoulder and says, maybe it's better not to know. Yeah. And, he, and they walk away. And that's the end of the movie. What a great movie. Fucking cool. Fucking now, so here's, here's our the one fix. criticism. <laughs> and again, apparently, this is what everybody wanted fixed. Yeah, on, on set, the people who were working with us. This whatever. movie would have been better. It was already great. Don't get us wrong. This movie was already amazing. We love it. Yeah, it would have been better if we did not see the demon at all, or at least at the beginning. I think if you're gonna show the demon at all, the only time to show him is in that scene where he kills Carswell. That's yes. the only time we show him. But. I think it would have been a better movie, and supposedly the original idea for the movie was that you never see a demon, and so that the audience has to figure out, is there really a demon, or is this guy just messing with people? Right, and like force, you know, cult mentality. Cult mentality and whatnot, which I think is so much cooler. Because all of these murders are possible, and then, you know, superstition kicks in in the human brain where you connect all these things and exactly. go, it is a demon. Because we like to believe, we like to believe that there are all these conspiracies and whatnot. Totally. And, you know, and everything. Um, if the movie were made today, that's how it would get, that's how it would get made. And that's how they want to make it. That's how the writer, the director had in mind. And everybody was on board with that. Except for the producer. Because this was in the time of like actually making monster movies with monsters. So, so the producer just slapped in special effects monster shots throughout the movie. Much to the I mean, the only two times. Three times. Well, two times then there's the cloud that Holden sure, saw. Sure, the cloud so and the So three theme. times that we saw special effects, you know, but like two times we saw the monster. But even the even when Holden's running through the woods, I, I could pass that off as that's what he believes he's seeing. He was hallucinating. You know? Yeah, because yeah, it's out getting of terror, as, as Out of fear. Totally. Yeah, you know? Um, but like, yeah, he, the, the producers, uh, threw in all these uh, special effects upsetting everyone else, but he could do it cause it's his, you know, yeah. it's his movie essentially, basically. But like, even then, like, you know, if they were going to go the mod, there is actually a demon around. You only show him once at the end. Yeah. So the entire time you are thinking, is it, is it not what's going on here? I, and then, cause the whole time it's leading you to believe that's like, yeah, there's no really, really no demon or anything. It's just like, you know, kind of this bullshit stuff and that's why holden is toying with carswell at the end being like i know you're bullshitting me right i know you're bullshitting me you know and i figured you out yeah i figured out that this is a cult mentality you can't you can't uh scare me anymore you scared me with whatever you did at your mansion right but you don't have with the cat and with the cloud of smoke and whatnot but you can't scare me now and then when 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 carswell grabs the jacket then it's like oh this is real yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it would that I feel like that would have made Carswell. Carswell. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, I feel like we keep saying Carson and Cromwell. No, I but yeah, but but you know, uh, it's it's still as it is now. It's still a great movie. It is. But reading that, it's kind of like when when reading that and watching the movie, you can see how it's like. Yeah, that is true. That is true. You know, you can tell that. You know, it wasn't especially in that scene with the uh, where Carswell uh, sees the demon. You can tell they just slapped a demon over a train. Right. And it was probably but supposed see, to be that two trains ran over him. And that's why I think it's okay to show the demon in that moment because the only person who's watching this happen is, is Carswell. Carswell. Yeah. And he obviously believes in his own cult stuff. Yeah. You know, like he might not really believe that it's real, but it's like, you I know, know when, you, is, yeah. when you tell a lie so many times that you start to believe yeah. it yourself. I know this predates James Jones, but it's very much a Jonestown type thing. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Just 10 out of 10. Yeah. 10 out of 10 farts. 10, 10 farts. Yeah. Um, just just incredible. And that is that is the end of the movie. Um, and, I, and if you guys want to watch this, please look it up, find it, you know, get it. I don't know if, it's on a, if you can, like, stream it anywhere. I'm sure you could probably. But beware, because there is Curse of the Demon, which is the same movie with 10 minutes cut out of it. That was shown to American audiences, and it is apparently not as good as Night of the Demon. I don't know what 10 minutes to cut out, but I can't imagine what you would cut out after we saw it. Cause it's crisp- I mean, I'm hoping that they just cut out the demon shot. It's a crisp but- 95 minutes. You know, it's like you don't need to cut 10 minutes out. You know, it's, right. it moves along like it was good. So I don't know what they cut out. Um, I don't want to watch Curse of the Demon. Um, I mean, maybe I'm I will one day. Just, I'm curious just to see what they cut out, cut out because, I mean, I'm hoping that Dean they just Dean told cut me out not the- to watch it. Okay. <laughs> well, well, then we won't. Yeah. Unless it's out of curiosity. 
unless it's out of curiosity, yeah. But like all the all the all the demon shots do not add up to ten minutes of screen time, you right? Know? Um, like maybe just like a, like forty five seconds of screen time, really. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's that. Um, so yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Night of we, the Demon. Night of the Demon. Uh, we certainly enjoyed this movie, and uh, we're excited to be back. Uh, we know we've been gone for like three months, um, but that's just because you know once the holidays hit, you know, then then I'm totally caught up. You're totally of work. Yeah, and then you know I get a lot of stuff to do as well, and so yeah, it's just it's a difficult time for us to try to get together and do episodes. But we're back now, and we'll be back again next week. With another episode. Hot damn. And we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to... A little spicy. A little spicy. Uh, we're going to watch a forgotten classic. Uh, a, a movie that has been lost, really. Not lost. I mean, it, we never it lost it. just through our we fingers. Just, we just forget about it. And it, it, is, it is often quoted as Universal's forgotten masterpiece. And it is called The Man Who Laughs. I got this for Christmas because it's been a movie I've been wanting for a long time. Um, it is based off a Victor Hugo novel. It stars Conrad Veidt, and it's directed by Paul Lenny, the great uh, German uh, director Paul Lenny. Um, and it looks incredible. It is the the uh, the main character um, of that that Conrad Veidt plays. Inspiration. His, he inspired the Joker from Batman. Um, for for those of you who don't know. <laughs> And uh, JG and I have been talking about reviewing this movie for so long, uh, yeah. and there are copies of it that you can find on the internet, and they're all grainy and kind of lame. So we were literally just waiting until you know we got our hands on it physically. Yeah, especially like, since like you know good... this was like a four, this is a 4K mastering of it. It has like you know uh, um, music recorded by Berkeley by you know the Berkeley School of Music, you know and whatnot. So it's like I didn't want to just grab something off of U- YouTube. Uh, that you know has like some crappy you know organ music under it like I, i'm really particular when it comes to silent movies i'm really particular about the score being actually right for the movie and not just and not just some you know stock music you just slap on underneath you know i hate that um so yeah this is and and it, it looks it looks like it'll be a fun a fun watch um i mean the movie itself is not like a comedy or one it's it's supposed to, it's a very tragic movie yeah it's um, it's kind of shaekespearean in a yeah, way yeah it's a victor hugo novel yeah you know so yeah so that's on tap for next week and we are very excited about that um so we'll be with you we'll be back with that um until then uh you know listen to the rest of the our episodes and we're back and listen to this episode again and again and again and tell your friends about us as always listen to it till your ears bleed till your ears bleed and until next week stay stay obscure Hey guys, JG again. One quick word before we go. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us at OOTSS Podcast. Let us know your movie suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. If the movie sounds outrageous, we may just watch it. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week on Obscurities of the Silver Screen.